Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the 209 till infinity podcast. As always, it's your boy DJ Billier, and across the way from me is my man, 50 Grand. Get up on that mic and tell them who you am, my friend. Mm. Who I am? Yes, please. Who am I? That's a great question. It's the question, right? Mm. If I leave here tomorrow. Yeah. You know? Uh Uh-huh. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Savage O'Malley, a.k.a. Big Skis, a.k.a. Old Dirty Savage, a.k.a. The Oracle, a.k.a. Freddy Fritter. Freddy Fritter. Okay. Okay. What's going on, y'all? How's everybody doing out there? Bill, what's going on, my guy? Oh, man. Yeah, I did bring apple fritters. Yeah, at at request of... uh, uh, somebody not in this room. Yes. But here I am eating it. Yeah, well, I ate one too. And it's, it's funny because I uh, I started off my morning by getting on the scale because I've been in a real heavy workout mode. Uh, last week I did six days. This week I, I did five. The only reason I'm not getting six is because I'm here. So I've been grinding real hard every day after work. I go straight into the garage. I don't, you know, I basically, you know, pet the dog, say hi to the wife throw my workout gear on and go out to the garage and start putting in work because mm-hmm. if i wait if i stop if i eat if i do anything it won't fucking happen but i've been going hard i've been really 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 pushing myself like and feel like i've been making some good progress but got on that scale this morning and the scale said otherwise it did not did it not just hold it did not go down it went up too so i gained two pounds since working out like 11 you know of muscle yeah, I know that's what they say, man. But as much as I sweat and as much water as I've been drinking, I'd like to say it was muscle. Uh, but the real fact of the matter is that when I work out, I get hungrier and I'm just eating. I'm still not eating great. And I then I really as much as I would love to say, man, it's all fucking 
gains, bro, from lifting. Bro, do you even lift? Do you even lift? I'd love to say that it was that. Was just packing on raw, organic muscle. But it's the fat, it's the table muscle, for sure. <laughs> oh, very table it's, strong. It's lifting that spoon or that fork to my mouth. Uh, you know, it's the it's the trap that we all fall into. Well, I worked out, so I deserve this, or so I can mm -hmm. have that. Oh, I can eat a little bit more. And uh, so it's funny. I get you know I get on the scale and it's two pounds up, and I am pissed. And I'm like, motherfucker, now I gotta go get donuts. And and I'm gonna eat one. Fucking Scott. I got up and I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna have one. I'll just get them for them. And I'm like, Bill, quit. Why are you bullshitting? Just stop. You know it ain't true. So just just quit it. And just know you're going to eat one and then just try to hold out until, because I'm going to dinner tonight with my boys. So I'll just try to like bypass lunch because I'm sure there's enough calories in one of those apple fritters for breakfast and lunch. Mm. Guaranteed. Could, could be, could be. Oh, no, there's no could be. Don't give me that could be shit, Savage. Could be, man. I guarantee you it's a minimum of 800. Minimum in one of those fritters. And that's, I'm being kind. I'm being very, very kind. I eat one of those on my way here, and the heartburn is like instantaneous. The sugar, I feel it kick in. It's fucking delicious. But yeah, man, it's uh, yeah, it's it um, definitely disappointed me to see that number, and uh, I have nobody to blame but myself. So that's just you know that, that is what it Look, is. It's all diet, dude. Let me let me quote the uh, great. Um, nutritionist Garfield, yeah, who once said, "It's called the I ate half a pizza instead of a whole one diet." Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's it, man. He's very wise. Yeah, I only ate pizza, right? So what? It's a I did. I had a diet Coke. It's just I, I just I'm getting it from all angles right now. Like once a month, we do Donut Tuesday at my work, and that was last Tuesday. So, and for some reason, and I still can't figure out why, they buy twice as many donuts as there are people in the office. Mm -hmm. And everyone else seems to have willpower but me. So Donut Tuesday stretches all the way into Donut Thursday. There's like two dozen donuts sitting in the break room. And they're amazing donuts from a local shop around the corner. And they sit there. And for some reason, whenever we do Donut Tuesday, it's like everyone else knows, and that's when we had a vendor bring in uh, blueberry and banana nut muffins and drop them off in the break room right next to the donuts, right there, sitting right next to them. So it's like all week long there's been shit. Uh, a lot of the crew went to a big luncheon, uh, and when they go to these luncheons, sometimes they bring stuff back, and apparently at this luncheon they serve these big, giant, fresh loaves of homemade sourdough bread with, with, with butter, and they brought back like two loaves. Set them on that table in the break room, right next to the donuts, right next to the blueberry muffins. So it has just been all week long. I've just been bombarded. And really what it boils down to, as much as I go, fuck this place, they're killing my diet. It's, it comes down to willpower. It comes down to me walking into that break room when I fill up my water and going, no, no, and fuck you, no. None of that. I'm not eating any of it. And that's the problem. I can't say, I don't say no. I can't say no. Uh, I shouldn't say I can't. I don't. And it's really what it boils down to is, is sheer will. It's me looking at the donuts, looking at the blueberry muffins and going, it's not fucking worth it. And I have yet to do that. And I used to have that. I sent you that picture from 2015 when I forgot I was that thin. You know, Facebook popped up a memory. And it was like, remember this from 2015? And we're at some cavern in a lake 
in a cave with a lake swimming. Right. Mm-hmm. And I have, I am like, I was like, holy shit, I don't ever, I mean, rail thin, like too thin. I'll be honest. I looked at the picture and told my wife, that's too thin. And she's like, I don't know about too thin. I go, no, no, that's, what, I don't want to be that thin anymore. Well, well, what's the first thing I said? Yeah, you're like, that is thin, dot, 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 <laughs> like, damn. I was, yeah, I think okay. you were like, I, you were at 200 or something. I got down at one point to 197 and it's got to be around that time. Yeah, and uh, I said I, I like my bill around two ten. I'd say, and that's a good weight. And I, but you know what's funny is I guarantee you that bill, that bill that was at one ninety seven. I don't remember looking that thin, which means I probably looked at myself in the mirror at that point and went, God damn it, I still got work. Fucking fat ass. I got I got work to do. I got to get this off. I got to put in work. It, it's not good enough. It's never good enough. But I look back at that picture and I'm like, man, no wonder there were people that were like, is Bill on drugs? Is Bill okay? Is Bill is Bill sick? Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's what happens. We've talked about that before yeah, when yeah, I was yeah. when I was really grinding and I was, you know, I was starting to peel it off quick. Like people were like, you good, man? Yeah. 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 What yeah. do you mean? Am I good? Does cancer run in your family? Like it starts. Yeah. That kind of shit starts coming up. Yeah. Did I just cut back on the sugar? Yeah. It's got to be oh, cancer okay. or drugs. There's like no in between. Let me like, see your teeth real quick. What? Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm not smoking crack. I swear. Yeah. But no, man. So, yeah, a little bit of disappointment this morning. I'll be honest. But again, going back to the willpower, I didn't say no to the donut. I ate the donut in mm-hmm, the car on mm-hmm. the way here. And I ate the two complimentary donut holes that they threw in as well. So, mm-hmm. so that's, uh, yeah, that, that's really what it boils down to, man, is me just being stronger and saying no. I mean, in our lives, how often is saying no so important? Now, you know, when people are demanding of your time or when people want you to do things that you really don't want to do, but you're too afraid to hurt their feelings, saying no is, is like, you know, it would be, it, it would be a, it would be a real full circle. Yeah. If we flash back to when very, very early on when we started this podcast, how I mentioned that. I needed to kind of switch my thing up and become a yes man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. now needing to really switch things up and become a no man. Yeah. <laughs> We've right. come full circle. I was like, dude, I got to get out of the house. I don't, going to a concert yeah, on a yeah. Thursday sounds like yeah, a lot of yeah, work yeah, and yeah, I got to yeah, work yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Excuses, man. I need to be a yes man. Okay, let's go do some stuff. Let's yeah. do some. We talked about that, you know, yes. ad nauseum. Yeah. Right. And now we've like full circle five years later, we're like, look, dude, too much of my time, too much of this. I got to be smarter. I got to learn to say no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a, it's a balancing act, I guess. I guess what it really boils down to is what's most important to you. And, and you've got to consider yourself for, so whether you say yes or no, probably I'm guessing the first thing you should do is consider yourself and be like, okay, here's what happens. If I say yes to that, uh, how does that affect me? If I say no to that, how does that affect me? Like, I didn't have to say no to picking up donuts. I just didn't have to buy myself one. You right, know what I mean? Right, like, right. that's, it's as simple as that. I didn't have to say no. I can still say yes. And, yeah, no problem, bro. I got you. No, yeah, pro- no issue. And then figure out how it affects me. If I say yes and buy you some, I'm still taking care of my health and, and trying to get back on track. Or I say yes and I just eat it anyway and fuck it all, say fuck it all, which is what I did. Uh, but man, it's it, yeah. So that was not the way I wanted to start my morning. I'll be honest with you, man. I, I I wouldn't have been shocked if I hadn't have lost any weight. But to go up to, I knew I didn't have the best couple of weeks, but I didn't think it was awful. Like I didn't think it was like 
up two pounds awful. Like so, I, I, I've been I've been trying to really push hard on the water. Well, um, let me hit you, let me hit you with this. Yeah, better than three pounds. Yeah, you got that right. Or five or ten. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, man, that's that's the thing is I was overall down about five or six. I was at 248 and I went back up to 250 this morning. So yeah, I'm now it only down like three. So yeah, it's, you know, whatever. It's, uh, it is what it is, man. It's disappointing, but I got to quit dwelling on it now and just move on and know that, you know, it's a new day. Here we go again. Let's try again. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the forever battle that I've been waging, you know, mm-hmm. I've won it a couple times, but it's really not a battle that ever ends. <laughs> yeah. You and I are the, uh, the uh, the Los Angeles Clippers of weight loss, <laughs> yeah. the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We We've had promise. some minimal yeah. minimal uh, success at times, but yeah. for the most part, just a real laughing stock in the game. Right, right, right. You right, know, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so let me just go ahead and uh, do this real quick. Okay. Nope. Let me go ahead and do this. That would be the transition. Yeah, let me just have a nice sip of my Coke Zero. Yes, there you go. And uh, so it's been a while since we've talked. Yes. Some stuff has happened. Yeah. I definitely did want to mention this. Um, I know the last time we talked, we had a, a several things that we were going to get to. And then I also had on the calendar uh, right after we talked last time, I had a golf tournament coming up. Yeah. Uh, which was nice. Uh, me and... Uh, Oh, you nasty. Uh, and other members of the Pacific Breeze Air Systems um, crew participated in a tournament in Stockton, which was for the uh, Mary Graham Children's Shelter, which is the shelter for San Joaquin County, which is the county I work in, obviously. Right. Um, not obviously, but... Um, well, obvious to you and I. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> or people who really know me. Yes. And they, and let's be honest, that's who's listening, dude. Yeah. So it probably is and, fairly and, obvious. And Bone Body Rock. Yes. That's right. Um, but anyway, we we went out there and played in that tournament. It was a great time. We had fun. It was really, uh, interta- you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a work day for me, which is nice. So I got to, you know, play a little golf. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, that was, uh, I was uh, playing for and with uh, Mike Sacco of Pacific Breeze Air Systems in Charlotte, California. That's 209-656-7123. Okay. If you need any AC, furnace, heat pump, repair, repair, replace maintenance, or indoor air quality. Okay. Uh, in addition. Nice plug. This is absolute plug uh, because we're, we, are, uh, we are enjoying a nice, comfortable temperature in my house yeah. also because of them. Right, right. Okay. Uh, got a new AC unit put in. Okay. And we don't think we really talked about that on no, here. No, it happens since uh, we I had a, a little thing that kind of was going on where it would have been about eight to a thousand dollars to kind of fix it. Eight hundred to a thousand. Yeah, roughly. Yeah, yeah. But it kind of would have been just putting a band-aid on it. Right, right. And right. my unit's eighteen years old and oh, yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. in the valley and that's yeah. one fifteenth of a new unit. So I had to kind of do the math and What's the best move here? And right. we were sneaking out of summer, but then also like, you know, we've had like really hot September's and October's the sure. last few years. So I didn't. So I just kind of made the decision. It was time to, you know, put some money back into the uh, to the home and and uh, right. improve something. So 
the good people down at Pacific Breeze Air Systems took care of me. Nice, nice. So, Got you a brand new HMI. Yeah, I'm going to tell them I gave him a super plug and see if we'll pull a little bit off my tab. <laughs> hey, well, it's worth a try. Hey, what's worse, he says. <laughs> Absolutely. What's the worst thing that could happen? He'll say no, right? Yeah. I already did, bro. Oh, okay. All right, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. all right, all right, go. Cool. Uh, so anyway, uh, then after that, the following weekend, and I know that we talked about this, I was going to Portland with Kim. We were um, going to... Oh, hell Yeah friend and uh of the show clorox cleans wedding right right right. was in uh outside of portland in a town called lions oregon right and uh, we went down there and for the wedding and i actually officiated it okay uh for uh clorox aka justin and his lovely bride nice uh so that was a fun day just getting out there and uh, it was a, a backyard wedding and you know oregon and it was beautiful and the weather was really nice and uh it's it, it, the, those small smaller kind of more intimate events yeah, yeah tend to be a little more fun to me it's less uh pomp and circumstance and yeah yeah you know this wasn't a twenty five thousand dollar wedding where you know yeah, yeah everyone yeah. you know but it was a really good time and and uh i like to think i'm good at what i do and yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, everyone was coming up and shaking my hand, telling me I did a great job, and and uh, you think that's a good way to kind of meet everybody too, you know? Sure. So sure. yeah, yeah. It was a really good time. I uh, really enjoyed that. Uh, congratulations to Clorox and uh, his lovely bride, and uh, yeah, it was a good time. And let me ask you real quick: when you officiate one of those, uh, is there like a standard like? I, you know, this is a sports analogy. It's not a playbook. Yeah. Obviously. But is there, there there's obviously, is there a script, like something that you follow, like where you, they hand it to you and you start off, hello everyone and welcome. I'd like to thank you all for coming to the blah, 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 wedding. So I've done three of them now. Okay. And so basically kind of what I do is I just ask what they want. Okay. Because what are they looking for? Because, and, and, I, and I think this idea of, right, like, you look back 20 years from now and you think about your wedding or whatever, like, oh man, remember when Scott did it? Da, da, da. Like yeah, that's yeah. more important than Pastor Jones. If you don't care about, if you're sure. not really religious, you know what I mean? Yeah, Why yeah, not yeah. have somebody that's important in your life be a part of that? Right. Um, so I really like that part. And I just basically ask them what they're looking for. Right. You know, so like um, I did my sister's wedding and okay. she was a little more, um, and, and I don't mean this in a negative way, she was a little more bridezilla about the script. Okay. Like, this is what I want. This is how you have to do this. This, you need to say that. Like, she knew what she wanted, which is fine. It's your wedding, man. I'm going to do what you want. You right, know what right, I mean? right. Sure. Clorox was like, I'm going to trust your judgment, man. And okay. I was like, can I get a little bit of, like, direction of where you'd yeah, like yeah, to go? Yeah, what yeah. are you looking for? And he's like, man, you know, you've done a couple before, and, and, and I don't really know. Like, this is my first time getting married. And, like, and I was like, all right, well. So I was like, I'll, I'll come up with a script. Just a, just a loose base script. So you come out, all the people on the right side say, hey, all the people on the left side. Yeah. Now only the bride's family. Yeah. <laughs> if you are down with the bride, let me hear you say, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now, all the ugly people, be quiet. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, so I just kind of asked them what they were looking for and, and, and uh, just kind of 
came up with something and that and i you know i told him kind of what i was doing and he loved it and it was okay it was very short it was less than five minutes probably oh, nice. okay you know because it's not like you know there's not someone coming up and singing and someone up right, and reading a right, passage right, right. and yeah you know it's you know I, I literally i think i still have it on the phone and i won't go through the whole thing but i'll just kind of give you an idea of what what was what was said um you know kind of a welcome of gathering sure i i said some um some things that i that i found online and just kind of mixed and matched and put things together like okay marriage is a lot of things marriage is finding happiness continuing to search for the good the fun and the beautiful in this life to share with each other yeah things like that you know um and then uh then we did the the rings do you do you you know and then by the power vested in me in the beautiful state of oregon blah 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 yeah. and then justin and olivia husband and wife and then in in classic uh you know backyard wedding fashion where you're just kind of putting something together justin's dad was in charge of uh playing like the walkout music right right and okay. the speaker died and then, oh, like so, so like we were just kind of standing yeah. there and everyone's yeah, looking yeah, yeah. at us and yeah, it was awkward silence it was fine so you you've know. done a few have you ever been tempted to go uh full princess bride love true love what is marriage yeah love and marriage yeah it would be so hard you know that that would be in the back of my mind like great i'd be like bill don't do it bill don't yeah oh my god that would be tough yeah yeah <laughs> uh and 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 like that's that's the thing like i already had a buddy who is uh getting married uh either probably in the spring of next year right right who was like he heard i don't know how he heard but he was like hey did you officiate clarks's wedding i was right, like yeah right. i did i've done like three and he's like interesting and i'm like ah here we go and it was funny too is like people were like hey how much did did you get paid to do this and i was like what they're like how much did how much and i was like no i did it for free dude they're like really yeah he's like she's like he's like you should get paid to do this and i was like i love where your head's at a lot of times i think the past maybe i'll put out a tip job if you tip do jar. the pastor from the church i i could be wrong because my dad's married me both both times he also married both my sisters but I would assume, like, especially if you do it at the pastor's church, like if you're having the wedding at their church and he's officiating, I would imagine there's some kind of pay. I, I know that fee. Yeah, there's got to be some kind of payment or fee, like because you're using his building, you're taking his time, like, and if you're doing it at a church, it's not five minutes. It's usually like, hey, you went to my wedding, like my dad did it. It's yeah, it's, I was there. Yeah, it's a, it's more of a like like you talked about, especially my first wedding, which was a lot more your standard wedding, you know, music and somebody says a prayer and then they broke for communion and it was like a full it was probably close to an hour, I would say. I don't think the second one was as long because we didn't do as much of the uh the this traditional church type ceremony stuff. We had it at the theater in Volcano, but mm -hmm. But yeah, man, it could be uh, it, it could be like an hour if you're very religious and you 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 do it at the church and have the pastor do it. So it's uh, I imagine that there is a fee involved. But when you're breaking down like a you know a five minute like a standard, and you're doing it for friends, you know what I'm saying? Like like my obviously my dad didn't charge. <laughs> you know my sisters and I, especially he would have would have been hilarious. My dad's got a great sense of humor. I'm surprised he didn't do it. He's like, look, Bill, I gave you the first one for free, man. But you know I'm. You're gonna have to kick me down a little on the second one. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
like help help a brother out here. No, I, I look. I, I, I can tell you this. Like you do a second wedding. Yeah. And uh, like you get me up there on the mic. Yeah. I'll be like, welcome back, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. But it, you know, which is funny, but you know, that's also unfair to Amber. Yeah. <laughs> I would have got a kick out of it though. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. No, man. It's uh, that's awesome. That's awesome that you were able to do that. That makes it that much more special for them and adds to their memories that they had a good friend who was up there handling it. Yeah, time. and he was in. And, and here's the thing, and I've and I've said this before, and and, and just in life in general, whether it's personal, professional, or whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't need like public acknowledgement. Yeah, yeah. I don't need money. Right. Right. I just want to be appreciated uh-huh. for stuff that i do sure that is you know what i mean like yeah you know just hey i i, I know you like justin was like dude i i'm so excited that you were here i'm so excited that you came and did this i'm so happy thank you so much dude you took time out of your time you're you know you took time out of your life to come up here fly to portland stay here get a hotel come out here be part of this like i i appreciate it so much right that's all you know and i didn't need that but it's nice to hear yeah yeah you know what i mean for sure because yeah you know what that weekend was a 1500 dollars weekend yeah you know yeah yes we stayed for multiple days and we did some touristy type stuff when we weren't doing the wedding day but you know what i mean yeah like it's it, you know i bill yeah I appreciate you grabbing those uh, apple fritters today. Yeah. I just want you to know, bro. I really do. I, well, thank you. I appreciated eating the one I ate. You're so, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, a little too much. Yeah. But, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, like, and so he was super appreciative and, and, and like in my job, that's my favorite thing. Uh-huh. Right. Cause yeah. I have a job to do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I do a lot of things for my, my, my clients and part of it is my job. Sure. But part of it is me being me and like making sure and going a little step further than other workers might. Right. Right. And uh, when they show appreciation and they appreciate the things that we're doing for them, mm-hmm. it means even more and makes me want to help them more. Sure. hundred percent. Absolutely. So yeah. Anyway, it was a good trip and uh, we, uh, you know, like I said, we did some touristy stuff. We went out to the uh, Astoria. We went to the Goonies house. We went right. to the Haystack Rock. And yeah. We went to a story has this cool tower uh, that it was built back in who knows how long. And you could take the stairs inside all the way up to the top. And that was a, that was a, it was about 165 stairs straight up. Okay. That was a workout. Yeah. It sounds And like it was very, you know, very thin, like, you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. it just circle narrow. narrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's only one way up, one way down. So yeah, like people are stopping and waiting and it was, you yeah. know, oh, excuse me, pardon yeah, me. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. but it was fun. It was a good time. Uh, we certainly enjoyed that. Uh, the first you know what we- other classic movie was other than Goonies was filmed in Astoria? Which one? Kindergarten Cop. Yeah, let me. I don't know if you've ever been to. Uh, uh, you probably have. I, I have. Yeah. But when you are coming back from the rental car center uh-huh. in uh, Portland, the PDX, the Portland Airport. Yeah. Uh, there is a long corridor. Uh huh. Um, all the way back to the terminal area, under underground because you're going like underneath the parking garage and stuff like that um but it's a long corridor and along that corridor they have all these movie posters of things that have been filmed in and around portland okay it's a lot and there's like 30 movies yeah yeah 
at like one time. One flew over the cuckoo's nest, yeah. like a lot of stuff. There were there they'll they'll have these little areas that become like little mini Hollywoods because it is incredibly expensive to film in California. So a lot of people go outside of California and Oregon still has the the lush forests and the water. And even though it may not always be sunny and bright, you can catch that sunshine and it can appear to look like California still a little bit, even if it's not. But yeah, so you get these moments where there are areas like, dude, right now, um, it's all about Atlanta. You watch almost any show, like any Disney Plus show, and that Georgia Peach comes up at the end of the credits. Yeah. They filmed The Walking Dead was filmed. Everything there. kind of switched to Atlanta because of the cost. It's so much cheaper. Yeah, yeah. And they can you can find apparently in Atlanta kind of like Oregon, you can find any kind of climate, any kind of terrain that you're looking for. Like if you need a river, if you need a forest, if you need a city, it's all there and they're accommodating and welcoming and cheap. So it is all Atlanta right now and other than that I've heard Canada like a lot of stuff is shot like it'll look like it's New York City and they're like no that was Toronto like, yeah but they're calling it Brooklyn you know like uh, what's the Jackie Chan movie where he's he's in Brooklyn or I can't remember the name of it right now Rumble in the Bronx yeah is not in the Bronx there's a joke where everybody like oh look it's the the Bronx Mountains because there's a scene where Jackie Chan's in the car they're riding on the freeway and there's like this because <laughs> Jackie's from China. He don't fucking know. They don't know. When they film the movie, they don't know. There's a mountain range in the background <laughs> mm -hmm. while they're driving down the freeway. And everybody's like, oh, the mountains of the Bronx. Check it out. Like, it is all filmed in Canada. Right, that's right. A, that's a huge, huge spot for Hollywood. Yeah. You know, California, Hollywood... We created movies, dude, right. and we've priced ourselves out of our own. Fucking That's a California move, pricing our pricing ourselves out. Yeah, of hey, we're Hollywood, but we're not making movies here. Like I'm a Hollywood guy. I'm a I own a big movie studio in Hollywood. Off to Atlanta we go. Yeah, that's uh, it's insane, and it's not going to get any better with the writer strike. But anyway, so you did the wedding, you did all the touristy stuff in Portland. What happened next, my friend? Oh, we also just, you know, and, and here's the thing. We've talked about this a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. You've seen the TikToks. You've seen, right? Where people go, look, guys don't do things because guys want to do things. Right. Guys do things because they want to do things. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girls want to go do stuff. They want to do the things. Sure. They want to see the stuff. Sure. They want to take the Instagram photos. More times than not, like if you're like, hey, you want to do this and this? Not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Like yeah. Most guys are like that. Man. Not really, man. Yeah. But I will tell you this. When you do those things, sometimes, like, you're like, man, I'm really glad I went. Yeah. You know, I probably would have never done this. We talked about that when I went to Hawaii. Sure. I would have never gone to the Botanical Gardens by myself. Right, no. Literally felt like I was driving around Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so cool. Yeah. Um. So we went to, uh, but the first day we got there, we, we drove up. I don't even know how to describe where we went because I don't really know. But we went up this uh, freeway. And uh, we went, there's tons of waterfalls all over Oregon. Oh, yeah, tons. And we went yeah. and we looked at, um, we, we there's a, this, this stretch on this one highway where there's like seven waterfalls. Uh -huh. So we went to like three big ones. Okay. Uh, and one of them was called Multnomah, okay. which is like really famous. Right. And you can tell they've got like a, they've got like a, like a little restaurant at the bottom of the falls and there's yeah. like, like ice cream and like yeah, yeah. touristy 101 dude right yeah it looked like everyone like you know it was like you know those things you see 
uh, what you see on Instagram, reality, Instagram versus reality. Yeah, that's yeah. what that was. Cause you like the waterfall was beautiful, but there was like 8 million people trying to get that one shot right at the bottom of the waterfall. It was, it was, a, it was, it was, uh, it was something, okay. it was something, but. Uh, then we went to a couple uh, smaller ones. One of them was a little bit of a hike, but um, it was um, it was really cool, man. I, I I really enjoyed it. It was it was fun. I uh, I didn't. Uh, so here's one of them. I'll show you right now. Oh yeah, beautiful. Yeah yeah. Oregon's beautiful. And uh, so it was it was really I really enjoyed it. And uh, don't tell Kim. Okay, yeah. your secret's safe. Yeah with yeah. Me. You we'll talk see, about we'll, doing see, things. we'll see if she listens. There's a funny story. You talk about doing things just sometimes to to, to appease your significant other. Mm -hmm. Here's how I knew when I knew you were in a serious relationship. I remember I saw The Flash. And I was like, yo, The Flash is off the hook, baby. You got to see this movie. I really enjoyed this movie. You're like, yeah, yeah, I got to get to it. I got to get to it. And I think it was maybe a week or two later. You're like, just came out of The Little Mermaid. Not bad. And I went, oh, man, Scott's serious about this girl. <laughs> He's, he really likes her. <laughs> look, look, it, you know what? Here's the thing is, yeah. is it's, it, it's, you always have the option to not go. Of course. Right. But there's consequences with of that. Of course there is. 100%. You, know? you want to and, spend and, time and, and, with that person. No, 100%. It's and, a 50-50 thing. They do what you like. You and, do what they like. Right. And here's the thing. Like, I literally had zero want to see the little mermaid oh and i knew that zero absolutely that's why i knew but I, 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 I will tell you this like you know i this was i don't even remember when little mermaid what was it like oh it's may, on disney may plus. or june or something yeah, it's on disney plus so now. it had to be june it was after the flash yeah so i i didn't know this then but now that's her favorite movie of her childhood okay so it's a big deal to her sure so now okay now i i realize the importance of it to you so i'm you know yeah yeah plus she we took her nieces Oh, nice. And her mom went. So yeah, it's, like yeah. a, it's, a, it's like a whole thing, right? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's worse things I could be doing with my day. Oh, 100%. I was um, just saying. I just, know, no, I just no, know that no, wasn't no, a for real. Movie. For real. Yeah. And, and, like, the thing is, is the, the movies is probably the one thing that has become the hardest for me. Yeah. To kind Because you literally pretty much, regardless, you have to pretty much just stop and take three hours out of your day. Yeah. And, and, and just find time. Yeah. Right. So, um, and there is time, but then also like, I've kind of been a little bit, uh, preoccupied because of the mercy stuff and needing sure. to come home and give her meds and things sure. like that. And she's yeah. been created. So it's been really hard, but like, no, you're right. I get it. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> no, that was the moment. And it's funny. I don't know if I ever told you that, but that was the moment I went, okay. Yeah. Th he, it's, he's serious. Cause I know. Since we've been doing this podcast, you and I used to go to a movie together and then come back here and review it. I know how difficult it's been for you to get to the movie. You just watched The Flash on HBO Max. Uh, I've seen it now three times. You right. know what I'm saying? Like right. so, I, once in the theater, twice on DV, on Blu-ray. So I know how difficult it is for you to get to the movie. So at that moment, when you reached out to me, I was like, "Yeah, so just came out a Little Mermaid." Not yeah. bad. And I was like, review oh. coming. Yeah. And I was like, okay. All yeah, right. It's serious. And it, yeah. it's funny, man. But no, I don't think I ever mentioned that to you. But anyway, so yeah. So, so Portland was good. It was yeah. really a good time. I enjoyed it. Um, and then, um, it, it, you know, we came home and, and uh, the following weekend, uh -huh. I, I, it was one of those things where like I've had so much going on. Yeah. We're like, like I, 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 told her i told everybody in my life like 
once I'm done with this, I'm not right. going anywhere. Right, I'm right, not right. doing anything. Right. Yeah. Because that's just been so much. And then when when you do stuff, it costs money. Oh, yeah, and sure sooner does. or later, like, you know what I mean? And I just talked about all this stuff. So I needed to like, I don't want to do anything. Yeah. You don't Even like if it. Something's free. It's still cut. You still got to get there. Oh, yeah. You got to eat. Right. You got to get a souvenir. Like nothing's ever like, like, let's go to this, you know, let's go to this museum. It's free. No, it ain't. Right. No, it ain't. So the fe- next weekend, we went to the Giants game. It was yeah. very important to me. I really wanted to go because I really wanted the uh, giveaway, which was the Funko Pop Giants Mandalorian. Yes. Which yes. was super important to me. Yeah. I really, I, when I went to, I went, I hadn't gone to a game all year. I went in like June or July and I saw the promotions coming up and I was like, I literally bought tickets that day. Okay. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, we're yeah. Go, I'm, I'm going. Right. I don't care who's coming with me, but I'm going. Yeah, I will be there. Yeah. So no matter what. Yeah. So yeah. we um I went to that and it was awesome. It was really cool because and, and if you follow me on social media, I posted some things. They had some like characters that the 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 giants had like paid. They were walking around. They were in full Star Wars gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mandalorians and things like that. So it was really fun. Uh, A I lot enjoyed of those it. parks will do like just even uh, the River Cats do it uh, like a Star Wars night. Yeah, yeah. Just like a night. It brings people out. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know? And, like, there was people, like, and it was really cool. One of the cool things about it was there was a lot of little kids, and they were all decked out. Like, full Halloween costume type stuff. You know what I mean? Dressed like Darth Vader. Oh, 100%. Then then the other characters will see them, and they'll interact with them, and it's fun. And then on the screen and the movies, they'll ask different Star Wars-themed stuff. So it was really good. And, uh, like I said, I really wanted that uh, Funko Pop, and it's awesome. You got it. And I got it. Yeah, and I bet a lot of people showed up early to get that. I, well, here, that here, how quickly did they run out? You got it. Well, here's the they thing. Always is they always run out. So yeah. on a normal bobblehead, yeah. they do 25,000. Yeah, yeah. And that's a little more than half of the stadium. Okay, yeah. So the stadium holds like 42,000 or something. Okay. Right. So 17,000 people aren't going to get it. Right. Certain, you know, they not everything is 25,000. The Funko Pop was the first 15,000. Right, right, right. So that's like one third right. of the stadium, which means we got there at, so like luckily, and it worked out so good is like, my son just took the job in Reading, so he wasn't able to go because he had some extra costs in, in, inferred with moving and things. So he's like, I can't afford the tickets plus the driving down to the first guy, I just can't do it. And I said, okay, man. Right, right. So I was looking for somebody to take the tickets. And uh, I had a couple of people say they were going, then they got sick, then somebody else got COVID, then, you know what I mean? Oh, just one of those yeah. things. It's going to the point where I'm like, fuck, I can't even give these things away. I've been there. Yeah. So so I I, I, I told Kim to uh, hit up her uncle who lives in San Francisco. Right. And her and his aunt, Artia. And so he hit him up and they were like, we're in. Nice. So it worked out really well because they were in Frisco. So we were getting there. We had a little bit of traffic. We came across the bridge at like 2.30. Game is at six yeah and i told her i like gates open at four i want to be there by at least 3 30 right. maybe earlier right we're coming across at like 2 20 2 30 on bay bridge her uncle tech she's like hey where are you guys at we're coming across the bridge they were already in line oh she's okay. like i think she said they're in line already and i was like yeah dude like and she's like why and i was like dude there's only 15,000 of these things like it's a big deal yeah so yeah. we like we're looking for parking we drive past the park right there's already thousands of people in line yeah yeah. and he was like him and his wife were maybe 50th in line 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. And so we so parked, real walked, early. we parked, yeah. walked up, and got in line with them. Nobody really said anything. Thank gosh. But like you know, people were coming and going and stuff. But you know, we probably were there early enough. We would have been fine. Yeah. But we didn't have to worry about it because we were fiftieth in line. Yeah. Which was awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. even think we were fiftieth. We were probably like thirtieth. So they got there real early. Well, they got there about the same time we did, except for they're from the base. So they so just they, caught yeah. the, the Muni, jumped off and right, got in line. Right. So it worked out really good. And, I, and and like, you know, I didn't I didn't charge them for the tickets and they got the giveaway and they were super excited about it. So nice. Heck yeah. All worked out, man. Yeah, because even if you're not, let's say you're not into the Mandalorian, you sell that. Like that's not a problem. Like right. that's going to, that, yeah, that, there's, right. there's people everywhere like there's giants fans spread out all over the u.s that couldn't make that game right they're on ebay right now they're starting 50 bucks 50 bucks for a 12 dollar toy yeah exactly that's what i'm saying like and the one from last year is a Uh c-3po which is like you know how like i don't i don't know how you would describe you know c-3po's golden yeah yeah. shimmer or whatever yeah yeah gold is shine or whatever yeah yeah it's like that but it's orange and it's shiny Oh. it's so cool dude yeah it's like chrome down yeah they're almost. Yeah, yeah chrome yeah orange yeah. chrome is exactly that's, yeah, a, yeah. that's a perfect description of it yeah those things are going for like 90. i could see last that. year's yeah because so c-3po that's og star wars yeah like that's like there hasn't been a star wars where c-3po almost hasn't been a part of it like right. he's in all six <laughs> so it's right. an r2d2 as well yeah man well that's cool because i know what the pops and the bobbles mean to mm-hmm. you so you are an absolute collector, as am I. Uh, not so much. I, I've just recently, you bought me my first pop. Did I? The Snoop Dogg, oh. the doggy style. It's sitting right there in the corner. Right got, there behind I, some I, other music merch. Yes, I got it displayed in my garage. And then my wife, after you got me that, was at Walmart. And uh, there was a Run DMC pop. Run DMC live on stage at Madison Square Garden, because that was a big deal. Run DMC was the first hip hop group to sell out Madison Square Garden. So that was a huge night for them. Uh, Run, there's the iconic moment where Run, before they do my Adidas, he takes off one of his Adidas and holds it up in the air and tells everyone, take off your fucking Adidas and hold them up right now. And all 30,000 people at Madison Square Garden could probably was a little funky. I would imagine everybody's holding up one Adidas and he goes, now I just want to tell you, I beg your pardon, but this is my motherfucking garden. And then he goes into my Adidas standing on 25th Street and the whole crowd just erupts. But it was a huge moment for hip hop, huge moment for Run DMC. So they've encapsulated it in this pop that's really big because it's all three of them on stage with the speakers and the turntables and the DJ setup and the lights. But it had a crack in the plastic. So it was being clearanced out at Walmart for 20. And my wife was like, is this something you would want? Like, I'm like, fuck yeah, scoop that up, man. I'll put that out in the garage with Snoop. You know, like, that's awesome. So yeah, I got it for 20 bucks. The crack really isn't noticeable unless you like get right up on it and look at it. And it's on the the top, so it's not really super noticeable, but it's beautiful, man. And I could see how if you love music, pops just cover everything. If you love music, it's there. Do you love sci-fi? You're covered. You like sports? We got that. Like it's ev- it's L- everything. Literally everything. One yeah. of my favorite pops. Yeah. That I own. I have several. I would consider my favorite. Yeah, yeah. But one of my top ten or twenty. Yeah. Is a TV character. Yeah. Which one? Raymond Reddington from the Blacklist. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, he, Raymond Reddington. The the character of Raymond Reddington is one of the baddest ass dudes in the history of the planet. Like he's just a criminal yeah, who yeah. works with the FBI. 
who has basically manipulated a system where he's working with the FBI and giving up criminals. But really what he's doing is using his manipulation skills to continue to build his own empire. Right, right, You right. know, it's just, and, and he's, and he's, it's awesome. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I've let me ask you this. Would you, never watched would you say the uh, Run DMC are hip hop legends? I would. I would say uh, Run DMC are 100% hip hop legends. Absolutely. They kicked down a door. Uh, you know, there's the pioneers, the Cool Herks, the Africa Bambadas, the Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Fives, Melly Mel. Those guys opened the door mm -hmm. so that Run DMC could then kick it off the hinges. Run DMC was the first super group. Like, people wore Adidas because Run DMC wore Adidas. Uh, black guys weren't wearing black leather coats and fedoras with Adidas. Run DMC had like a uniform. Like, that wasn't what people were wearing in the streets. Fedora is like a godfather, like a gangster hat. Like, right. like they created a uniform, a look, and a style, and a sound that we hadn't seen yet. So I would, oh, if, if there's a Mount Rushmore of hip hop, you gotta put Run DMC on it. I, I would say Run DMC, I would say the Beastie Boys for sure would be on that. But 100% legends, so, without a doubt. So massive friend of the show. Yes commenter yes contributor almost show contributor yeah yeah he gives us subject bone matter. body rot aka tyler reached out to you he did well reached out to us he did he reached out to the 209 till he he slid into my dms as the kids say not in a nasty way though so he, he private messaged me on uh instagram on the 209 till infinity instagram page and as I've told you several times, I am always ecstatic whenever anyone reaches out because I know that most of the people, the majority of the people that, Savage, for people that may not know Savage, he's a bit of a social butterfly. He he likes to spread his wings. He likes to be out there. He's a man of the people. Savage uh, O'Malley? Savage O'Malley, okay. yes. And so many of the people who listen are friends, people that you golf with, people that you play softball with, people that you have worked with, uh, you know, acquaintances from your very social life friends family co-workers mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so you tend to get the feedback so what i love about tyler what i love about bone body rise i appreciate everyone who listens i'm so grateful for everyone who listens but tyler came to us organically he happened to stumble across our social media saw that we were going to do an episode where we talked about music and tyler is a music fanatic and i'm not just talking about hip-hop he knows a shit ton about hip-hop uh if you go to his social media post bone body rot you'll see his cd collection is uh phenomenal he has uh, I, I guarantee you a cd collection that would pro probably rival most people like he's still buying and collecting and, and it's 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 impressive to look at his social media and see but he stumbled across our social media saw that we discussed music started listening to the podcast and started responding and, and letting us know what he felt mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. he hadn't checked in in a while so i got a message from him on oh, this is back on august 11th and and uh and tyler i'm sorry man we were gonna get to this sooner and shit just got crazy um he said yo i know it's been a long time since i've really engaged with the pod but i just want to say i always love when your pages come up on my feed and i check some episodes here and there still as well I got a lot busier in life and less into podcasts, which doesn't help. And I feel like you guys stopped talking about music so much and more about other things, which is true. He says, which is fine. 
But I wish you guys did more Strictly Music episodes because those were the ones I could play back to back to back. I always support you guys regardless. Though because you guys are so genuine and awesome and I'm just one person's opinion, I also hope you guys never stop making the pod because it's such an important part of my life at one point. And again, you guys are just so awesome. It would be a shame if it were to end. I have a lot of love in my heart for you guys, and I've been meaning to share that for a while. Ever since the first episode I heard three years ago, the DMX Snoop Dogg versus episode, it's all been love. And then he shares the, uh, uh, however, he says, <laughs> I cannot tolerate the Easy E disrespect. Easy Does It is a stone cold classic, and the rest of his work ranges from great to amazing as well. Not considering him as a legend is crazy. So that comment and, and but let, let me yeah. before before yes. you break into the, yeah, the, yeah. the end comment. Yes. I want to say Tyler, aka Bone Beasy. Yeah. Dude, love you, bro. Yeah, absolutely. So much like the the hard part of what we do, I think. Yes. And you know, we've talked about this a little bit, but like many, many years ago when we started in my kitchen around one laptop and one microphone. Yes, sharing a mic, yeah. This was originally we had like kind of slated it to be a music podcast. It was gonna be an all hip hop. Yeah, we were gonna talk about Hence our hip hop, the golden era of hip hop. The, Hence the, the name two oh nine till infinity, yeah. Like that was the goal. Yeah. And then, you know, along the way, kind of what happened was who we are as people comes out. Yes. You know, you, you listen to other podcasts and stuff like they talk about everything and that's right. that we didn't even follow like a, like we're like, well, this is what Joe Rogan does. We were just like, this is who we are. And it just kind of came out and that's right. kind of who we became. And, you know, we were obviously four or five years ago, deep into the Marvel stuff and, and other yes. things and, and movies is a big part of who we are. So it was like we would get feedback that we'd get like just like you. Like some people love the music episodes, but they were like, eh, I don't really get into Star Wars or Marvel. And then the opposite, man, I love when you guys do the movie yeah. episodes, but I check out when you listen, talk about music because I'm not really into hip hop. So it was and, and then we got to a point where we were like trying to almost please everybody yes and then we were like at one point we're like you know what fuck it yeah let's just be us yeah either listen or you don't yeah absolutely yeah. and i could tell you this uh, uh sir rot uh that uh <laughs> we will never stop doing music no because music is is a huge part of who we are it's yeah. it's a it's it's i i would say it is it is the the core thing that originally connected bill and i oh 100 percent yeah absolutely. and no why we became friends you know 30 plus years ago right was because of music and our and, and our genuine you know two white guys in a country town that liked rap yeah you know one of <laughs> what like two of probably six or eight. Yeah. Well, that's why we kicked off. That's why the first episode is the stories of us getting in the car, driving down Sunrise Boulevard to Sacramento to get a double Western bacon cheeseburger and the latest E40 CD from either Best Buy or the Warehouse or Circuit There was City. no Best Buy, No, it was friend. Circuit City, Tower Records, or the Warehouse. Right. Those were, those were our spots. Yeah. And that was when work ended. That's what we did. You know, some guys might 
go out and want to go get drunk or get high or maybe somebody wants to go whatever whatever your thing was that was what we did we were like who's driving what latest album came out check the back of the source magazine and see which albums were dropping and then drive all the way to tower just to find out eh, nope they bumped it back that release date's been bumped till next week or we don't know but it said in the back of the source yeah and they are the source they're the hip-hop bible well you know even Jesus gets it wrong every once in a while. So, anyway, yeah. regardless, uh, Lord Body Rot, <laughs> so thank you so much yeah. for the constant uh, feedback and comments and listening and being a, a, a fan and a, and, a, and a pod squad and a friend to the show. And we really appreciate it. So much. So much. And, yeah. uh, Every time, I can promise you this, every time we end up talking about music or something comes out or something's going on, we were like, we always know that Bone Body Rot's going to appreciate it. So Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, where it kind of started is it's interesting when you think back to how we started is when we were just trying to be straight hip hop, we would always have a catch up at the beginning. You know, it'd be right. like, okay. And pretty soon the catch up kept getting longer and longer. Like it would be like, okay, we're going to review the new uh, Joel Ortiz album or the new Locksmith album. But before that, let's catch up. And like, what did you do this weekend? And what did I do this weekend? And how are the kids? And how's the dog? And pretty soon that was like, well, I saw this movie and I took a trip here. And it just kept getting longer and longer and longer to where we realized, you know what, man? This is, and, and, he, and, and Bone Body Rot mentions it in his post. It's like just listening to two friends talk. And that's what we are. When we don't see each other for a month, it's two friends catching up and shooting the shit and just having a conversation. And that's what we're doing. And that's kind of what happened is the catch up took over right. and really became what this podcast is. One of the, the the comments that we have heard multiple times, and I've shared it on this show, uh, definitely one, and I'll just quote this one, the Mad Cyclone. Yeah. He, he, he flat out told us it, he didn't even, he's never even met you still to this day. In, I know in I'm per, trying in, in person. I want that to happen, but I, we're going to make that happen eventually. He, yeah. he told us he loves the show because he feels like it's just, he's in a room with us and he gets to sit down and hang out with his cousin once a week. Yes. Right. And that was like, that was like the best comment to me. Like, it's amazing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. we're not, we're, he just felt. And, and then when I, when I said that on the show, I had like two or three other people be like, that's exactly it. I feel like I get to hang out with you once a week. Yeah. And that's you what know? we're doing. Yeah. And then there's some people that know just me. There's some people that know you and there's some people that know both of us. And so, you know, that's the thing that was most important. Sure. It'd be great to have a billion listeners and all that yeah, stuff. Would be but, incredible. Yeah. But also like, I really appreciate the people that are closest to us that matter really liking the things that we're doing. So, right. Right. No, absolutely. Now about your easy e-comment. Yes. Let me change it up real quick. Yeah, so I don't know if, if people remember, because this has been quite some time ago, but you mentioned, I think, on one of your travels for work, mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, getting out at the airport or going to a restaurant somewhere, you saw someone with a shirt. And on the shirt was, I believe, Tupac, uh, Eze, and the Notorious B.I.G., and maybe it was DMX? I don't remember if it was three or four, but it was for sure Tupac, Biggie, and Easy. All MCs who had passed away, and it said legends. And your question to me was, is Easy considered a rap legend? Because I, when I saw the shirt, I immediately went, mm. yeah. Mm. So here's the thing, and I'm gonna backtrack on my comment. At, at that moment, I said 
he's an amazing businessman and his contributions to hip hop can't be overlooked, but he's not a legendary MC. And because really for me, and I'm not backtracking on this, I love um, Easy Easy Does It. That is an absolute classic. Mm-hmm. One of the few albums really produced front to back by Dr. Dre. Dre really doesn't produce a lot of albums from start to finish. The DOC, Easy E, the NWA stuff, the Chronic and the Chronic 2001 and Doggy Style. Other than that, he comes in on songs on people's records. But full records from Dre are super rare. And that one, Easy E, Easy Does It, is an absolute hip hop masterpiece, a classic. Sure, some of the lines and verses may be a little outdated and and be canceled now, you know. Right, right. But that was, you know, 1989 is a different time. So you you can't really fault it for that. But I said he was he was more legendary for his business than his than on the music side. But I'm gonna backtrack on that a little bit because I if you go back to an episode even way before that, I did the top ten MCs that had the most influence on me. I said, these are not top 10 for lyrics. Some of them might be on the list for lyrics, but they were the MCs who influenced me the most and made me want to rap that impacted me. And on that list were people like Too Short, Chino XL, Ice Cube, Everlast. And one of the people on that list who made it high up on that list was Easy E. So yes, Easy E didn't write his own rhymes. That's knowledge common knowledge even people who aren't hardcore hip-hop heads know easy wasn't writing his own rhymes he never considered himself a rapper until he was kind of forced into it right so but that being said when i listened to nwa the two guys i wanted to be in the group when i was lip-syncing to the lyrics in my room were ice cube and easy e and there was something about easy's attitude and his voice that was just so fucking cool that it doesn't matter that he wasn't writing it. It didn't matter that he didn't start out as a rapper. I wanted to be him. I wanted to be on a stage, holding a microphone, quoting those lyrics. He impacted me so crazy. And then not to mention that, but the impact he had on the game. If he doesn't start Ruthless Records and put his money up and bring Dr. Dre and Cube and all those guys into the fold, I don't know where the hip hop landscape is today. Right. So regardless, I'm going to change my tune. So regardless of what I think about any album after Easy Easy Does It, I really like the 5150 Home for the Sick EP. That one's got Brothers My Height Don't Fight, Neighborhood Sniper, and Only If You Want It, one of the few West Coast gangster rap songs with a British hook. Only If You Want It. Yes, I really want it. Oh, Can I get an eye open up? Easy look. I love that shit. But after that, there's songs, but he doesn't make a solid album in my opinion. But that being said... I'm going to take it back. Eazy-E is an absolute rap, music, hip-hop legend. Without Eazy-E, I don't want a hip-hop world without Eazy-E in it. He doesn't get in that booth and record Boys in the Hood. I don't know where, where we are today. If, if Ruthless Records doesn't take off and we don't get NWA, then we may not get The Chronic or Doggy Style or the Marshall Mathers LP or Kendrick Lamar or, I mean, you name it, the list goes, the dog pound, uh, you know, exhibit. The list goes on and on and on. So I'm going to take it back and I'm going to say rap, rapping, business-wise, music-wise, record company-wise, yes, Easy is a, is a hip-hop legend. Regardless of what I think about any album after Easy Easy does it, it doesn't fucking matter. 
he is a legend for all of it. And and so, Bone Body Rot, I give you your props. You and I may disagree a little bit about the albums, the quality of those albums after, but it doesn't matter. He is a hip hop legend. He is. So I'm going to take that back, dial that back a little bit. Not just for the business aspect of it, for everything, for his contributions. For sure. Okay. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I thought, you know, when he sent that message, I thought long and hard about that. And I went back. The thing about Bone Body Rod, I want you to know, I went back into Easy East catalog and I listened. I listened to 5150, Home for the Sick. I listened to 187 um killer it's on you know 187 dr dre killer it's on i listen to straight off the motherfucking streets of compton so uh lord body rot esquire the third i like these nicknames they're great so regal here's here's my take i think that the term legend is fluid i think that the term legend is debatable on what the um qualifications are yeah are we talking just about the music just about the lyrics just about the impact on hip-hop like all of those things are are hard to quantify yeah right because if we're talking about just the music like personally i would put guru higher than easy yeah because i that but that's me but if we're talking about the entire landscape, right? Like, then that's a different, you know, like Bill said, like all of these other things, like we've talked about easy. Oh yeah, for what, sure. What what he brought, his importance on West Coast rap yeah. is undeniable. It's more important than anybody. I, yeah, I, when we talked about what I thought the most important songs were, and again, a while, it, it, a while it, back now, the most important song in hip hop I said was Boys in the Hood. It, 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 Easy E, Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. and Ice Cube, yeah, are the absolute pioneers of West Coast rap. Yes, right. Ice Cube was by far the most important writer mm-hmm. on the West. He, who knows where we are without that. He wrote Boys Despite in the Hood, yeah. that he's been dog shit for 25 years yeah, yeah. He, he wrote easy e like you said businessman we've watched the movies we know all of the things without ruthless records where are we now and obviously if you pay hey, look people who don't even give a shit about fucking rap know how important dr dre is right so those three people absolutely like i tell you what you want to give me that shirt yeah. west coast hip-hop legends you put those three on it I co-sign it. Yeah, and I mean that's the all, thing. all disrespect to Yellow. Yeah, and that's the <laughs> yeah. He, I mean, he was the DJ, and he did end up doing some producing down the line. But I mean, Dre needed easy. Dre needed the funds, and he, like you said, we've seen straight out of Compton. You've mm-hmm. heard the stories. We've seen the documentaries. Easy E doesn't provide the funds for Dr. Dre hey. to get in the studio. I don't know what happens. I like this song. This is one of the ones on the. That's that that, I really like. That's very odd to me that this happened to come up. Yeah, yeah. Easy eat, baby. But anyway, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. So I, I would, I would say, regardless of what I think of his last few albums he put out, you can't discredit his impact, and he is an absolute legend. And I, 
I would say more so. So, I, I, so we don't know exactly who was on the shirt because it's been so long. But I'm sure it was Tupac and Biggie. I I would say Easy E, and this may ruffle some people's feathers, is much more of a legend than the Notorious B.I.G. I mean, Notorious B.I.G.'s got two records. What he did, the impact he made on hip-hop for those two records is crazy, but he still only got two records. I'm not counting the Puff Daddy, No Way Out. You you guys, if you listen to the show, you know how I feel about Biggie. Yeah, I love Biggie. I love those two albums, but I don't know if just because you die, and we've had this conversation before, does dying, is that what makes you a legend? Like... You and I talked. What if they kept making records? What if Biggie and Pac kept making records? Would they have just fizzled out and stopped being popular? And would they still be considered as legendary as they are right now? And you and I both said probably not. Like, eventually everybody's run comes to an end. Except for Drake, for some reason. I don't know why he won't go away. But, (laughs) But, I mean, other than that, like, yeah. Eventually, Biggie would have put out an album that people didn't feel. It's just, it is what it is. You get older, music is a youth movement. New young people are coming in and creating new sounds and looking for new sounds. And the people that were doing it before kind of get pushed out of the way. Look, I have told you before, like, even before the Marvel stuff. Yeah. I have constantly thought about different timelines. Yeah, yeah. Like I that like that has consumed my brain for my entire life. Yes. Now I I I've I've done some research, not research, but I've done some some uh, some uh, what is it called when you're looking within? I've done some self reflection. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I figured out where it came from. Okay. I'm pretty sure it came from a lot of reading of choose your own adventure books when I was a kid. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you like, you get down to the bottom and you go, go to this page for this, go to this page. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you want, if you want to go, if you want to enter the cave, go to page 64. Right. Right. If you want to bypass the cave and go straight to the house, go to page one. Oh man. I love those when I was right. So like, that's pretty much the alternate timeline. Yeah. 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 Right. So like, I've thought about that. Like, what if, I had end up staying with this girl. What would have happened? What right. if, right? What if the Biggie and Pac thing never happened? Right. What right. happens? What? What? Do, what? Because the whole landscape of music changed. Well, that East Coast West Coast beef that was mostly created by the media was fucking right. Changed everything. Well, yeah. but Biggie was pretty much the only thing Puff Daddy had going for him. That and was Mace. major. Yeah, and Mace. But Mace went to be a priest. Yeah, he did. But at the time when Biggie was. Pop and right, but like, too. who knows what happens to that? Right. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, is Jay Z Jay Z because Jay Z tried to fill Biggie's shoes? Right. So yeah, yeah. there's a lot of there you was know. a door that opened. Up yeah. So and- so there's certain like I've I, I've certainly thought about different timelines. Yeah. But I will tell you this uh, before we get out of here, uh, Mister Rot. Um, when this originally came up. Bill's view was different than it is now. Yeah. And let me just tell you how important you making that comment was. Cause that, cause Bill's the kind of guy who's like, look, I want to be accountable for what I say before I, before I come on there and say, he obviously went back through the catalogs, thought about it, put a lot of time and effort into it. I did. And that's because he cares about what he says and he wanted to, uh, you know, honor your, your comment and your, uh, you know, your inquiry, not inquiry, I guess, but, so, just in case you're curious, 
you're a badass and yeah. we appreciate you well i went back and i'm like man i said he wasn't a legend but then god i thought back to that episode where i had him on my top 10 list of the mcs who influenced me the most as a kid who made me want to rap and i'm like how could i say that this guy influenced me that much and made me want to rap and not say he's a legend because like i said again i'll go back to the biggie i love ready to die and and life after death uh, I didn't at first, but I've really grown to love life after death in the later years. Um, he didn't make me want to rap. I already wanted to rap by the time Biggie and Pac were around. Those two dudes didn't make me want to rap. Like they didn't influence my style. Like I knew I was never going to rap like Biggie. I knew I was never going to be a thug like Pac and be that real multidimensional faceted guy who one side was this gangster. The other side was this loving spiritual revolutionary. But those guys that I mentioned on that list all were little pieces and parts of me, the things I wanted to be and do it. With Easy, it was the voice and the attitude. Uh, with Everlast, it was he's white and he hung, he clung onto the Irish side so hard, you know. And I was like, I'm Italian, I get that, you know. Like, and it was all Zach De La Rocha from Raise Against the Machine was rocking and political, and I loved his voice as well. So I'm just saying, it's like I had to go back and think about that. How could I say this man influenced me so much? And then look at everything he's done and not consider him a legend. Like, you, you, you got to. I have to. I can't. I can't say just for business. It's not fair. It's not fair to the dude. Um, so, yeah. Um, but, yes, thank you so much for the comment, man. Thank you for creating and spurring more more uh, content for our show and making me really go back and think about that a little bit more and touch up on Easy's catalog a little bit more because, you know, I may not love all the albums, but, man, there are some great fucking songs and, in there and let me tell you something else tyler the content creator <laughs> i like it we're gonna talk about music next episode too we are because 100%. i went to a concert yes you did and i have a shake-up in my all-time legends of hip-hop okay you got a shake-up you're gonna shock the world i don't know if i'm gonna shock the world well, I just like to pretend the world's listening. Shock 27 to 38 people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and any given day. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm excited to hear that. I want to hear your uh, your your hip-hop shake-up um, and hear uh, about the concert you went to. I'm stoked for that. Thanks for being here. Glad you are here, sir. Bone Thank Body you. Rot. Thank you for the comment absolutely. and the inspiration to touch up on that. Yes. Uh, huge, huge shout-out to the homie... Clorox cleans. Oh hell yeah! Hope your wedding and your marriage is still going well. It's been three weeks. <laughs> yeah. so. Yes. They were together for a long time before, so it was more of a formality. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. Making it official. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's it, man. Bill, get us out of here. In the immortal words of my man George Clinton, anything good is nasty, but it ain't good unless you play with it. So go out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, we will see you in the two oh nine. Peace, ski, Peace out.